Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. The best is made of yards of highly chosen Australian cuisine. Australian cuisine. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel on 3CR, and this is our look at the Australian film industry, what's going on, and things that you could be doing to be part of it. And today we've got the program manager for the Human Rights Arts and Film Festival, which is starting tonight, isn't it, Nathan? So, yep, we're we're opening tonight with a, a terrific film. It's called After the Apology. Uh, it's on at Acme Cinemas at 6.30, so we've still got a few tickets uh, available, so I would definitely encourage people to still come along. Um, it's a really wonderful film made by a director named Larissa Barrett. She is uh, also a professor at UTS uh, of Indigenous Affairs, and so the film looks at the forcible removal of uh, Indigenous children from their homes. It's one of the uh, key uh, focus of this uh, festival, isn't it? You've got there's about there's several thing, films, uh, several ideas that are running through this particular festival. Absolutely. So this is part of our uh, What's Next Indigenous Affairs strand. So we'll, we'll be showing this film. We're also showing uh, a beautiful, joyous film called The Songkeepers. By oh, Dr. I've Nana seen it. It's yeah, it is really amazing. And we've got a lot of really... In fact, sh- we spoke to one of the people, the director. Oh, she, she's lovely, isn't she? Yes. She's terrific, yeah. it's They're, they're both really interesting films uh, to compare because obviously forcible removal of children is a very serious topic and and so Larissa's film is um it's shocking very shocking but the song keepers on the other hand is equally as important but just uplifting and you know that really looks at the power of art and music to to make a difference oh it, it also uh, has this really it's a complicated story and it's a complicated history for indigenous people it's not about just what uh uh, Anglo's feel about things. It's actually voices coming from Indigenous communities that uh, others uh, haven't listened to and haven't understood. No, absolutely. And, and that's really what the film's about, isn't it? It's about uh, the importance of uh, culture and heritage and being able to maintain that voice and, and preserve it for, yeah. for, for into the future. So Yeah, yeah. I, I really choked me up, actually, going and seeing them go. Actually, I've got, uh, historically, I come from Lutherans, yeah, okay. but from, uh, and I've just found it really fascinating, the whole concept of taking uh, hymns that are the oldest hymns in uh, recorded hymns mm. to back to uh, the place of uh, that the missionaries came from uh, sung in Aranda and uh, Pintanjara. It's just what an extraordinary thing. Cause, and also 
relating to the music. See, I knew the music. I knew the hymns. I didn't know them in German and I don't know them in uh, language. But, you know, I was I sang in the choir. Yeah, right. <laughs> how, did you, how did you find that they translated? Oh, it was just fantastic. I only did... ever related to the uh, music because often the words are really naff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, him, 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 I find hymns quite naff in... I mean, you know, because anyway, I find that interesting, that whole thing. It was absolutely fascinating, that film. No, absolutely. Yeah, and there are other ones as well from that strand. Yeah, sure. We've got um, a lot of Indigenous content in our Australian shorts packages as well, which is great. So supporting young, emerging Indigenous filmmakers and um, also plenty of art exhibitions throughout the state uh, yes. that promote Indigenous art. So, yeah, yeah. Which, which is fantastic. But that's only one of the strands. One of the other strands is gender equality. Yes, it's something that's really important to us at Haraf, um, promoting gender equality and a, a large portion of our team are, are female, let's say about 90%, so you know that we're sort of leaders in the industry in that way and also in terms of um, creators of content. So I think about 65% of directors that are on display this year are, are women, which is very atypical for film festivals, so that's something that we're really proud of, yeah, of su- supporting female um, artists and creators. Yeah, and also there's... Uh uh, the shorts um, are really fascinating because they focus on uh, issues like, say, abortion. You know, thing that uh, uh, stories uh, as a personalised journey, as opposed to uh, um, society's view on it, as it were. No, absolutely. Um, I think one of the important things that we do at the festival is really putting a, a human face or human faces to these issues. Um, you know, film. Is so powerful and, and really evokes empathy. And so a lot of these films you, you're hearing directly from people who are suffering abuses or experiencing challenges to their very human rights. And so, yeah, there's, there's so many important stories that are being told and, and we're really proud to be able to facilitate them. There's this fantastic film you've got. On. It's a really good program, I tell you. I went through, through it meticulously and there's this one that I just found absolutely amazing. It comes from Canada and it's called Better Man, A Better Man. This is an incredible film. So it's uh, directed by a filmmaker named Dataya Khan and she looks back on an old relationship that she had with sort of her, her first partner when she was 18 and they were in a domestically violent relationship. And so the film's 20 years later, she's gotten her partner Steve to sit down for an interview and, and basically confront him about why he behaved the way that he did and, and to, you know, tell him how it's affected her life since irrevocably. Um, what's amazing about the film is just how earnest and candid he is about um, owning up to what he did and, and trying to understand why he did it. And they, they have a dialogue that's just, uh, you know, it's an amazing glimpse into a relationship and, and into um, an example of domestic violence that you just, otherwise wouldn't see. So it's a really important film, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so too. And that that's the thing. The, the image of this man is of a, you know, he looks like a hipster. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's <laughs> like like anyone that you'd see walking down the streets of, right. of Fitzroy and um, just a regular Joe. But this is it comes comes in all shapes and sizes, obviously. And um, Oh, well, no, it actually is drilling down to humans' behaviour because it, it does strike me to a certain degree that, you know, people do dreadful things uh, and they are sometimes called out for their dreadful things. But what, are they to be thrown away like uh, dirty tissues? You know, there has to be more to this. 
No, absolutely. And so that's the great thing about the dialogue. She she has the capacity and she's an amazing human being, obviously, to be able to confront him as she does and then hear him out respectfully where it was a lot of people, as you say, just wouldn't even give him the time of day. And, and likewise, for him to own up to his misdeeds and to try and be as honest as he can with her is really inspiring. And I think it shows that it, even... If, if you're a person who's done a bad thing, there's, there's paths to redemption and transformation is possible. So yeah. that's a really important message and I think one that the festival supports strongly. Yeah, we're, we're on Showreel here on 3CR and uh, I'm talking to Nate, Nathan Zen. He's the program manager, uh, part of the Human Rights Arts and Film Festival. But before we go any further, because there's lots to talk about, let's uh, hear about my sister program. <laughs> Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. My name is Pat Bisk. I'm a documentary filmmaker. I've made lots of films, like Rocking the Foundations, For All the World to See, Love Marriage in Kabul, uh, and many more. Show your love. Subscribe today to 3CR. Yes, and don't forget that our Radiothon's coming up, which is 4th to the 17th of June. I'm saying this, uh, someone was talking about Radiothon and said, oh, have you been part of Radiothon before? And what do you do? And I said, we beg for money. That's what we do. We beg for money so that we can keep on bringing you really interesting programs and uh, programs that uh, show the diversity of the world rather than the uh, leading you by the nose, uh, which uh, is uh, what the competitors do. Anyway, we're in the studio here on Showreel talking to Nathan Zen about the Human Rights Arts and Film Festival. And as I said, Nathan, it's a great program. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We've talked about two of the strands, which is the gender equality, Indigenous rights, but there are two other elements that are going on in this festival. And this is one one of them. Global movements is a core throughout the... It's been 11 years. Absolutely. I think this is one of the big issues. All of these issues are equally important to Haraf, but this is, I think one of the most pressing issues that we're dealing with at the moment. I was just reading the other day that I think um, 66 million people now are involuntarily displaced from their homes. So that that's just a shocking number. When you think about the population of Australia, it's three times that yeah. almost. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big issue and one that I think we need to really uh, reach out to people so that they understand the magnitude and, and see what they can do to help and, and make a difference. I was interested in a couple of the films, I mean, all of them really, but uh, there's a really interesting one about uh, uh, how the media created the story uh, around uh, the um, uh, the refugees in Europe during that whole period. Yep, absolutely. This one's called Not Another News Story. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, it's a really excellent film. It's uh, It just... What was refreshing about it is that it gives a really different perspective. I mean, you, you 
when you're doing the programming process, you do see a lot of films that are that are about refugees who are telling their stories, and they're important to showcase. And we are showcasing a lot of them, but this one takes a sort of different tact, and it follows journalists and the media on the ground as they uh, follow these migrations of people from from one place to another throughout Europe, specifically. Um, it's it, it's a great film for those people who are into media watch and. Um, like to do their fact checking because it, it it really interestingly examines the way that the media, as you say, sort of um, sometimes honestly portrays, but at other times can sort of manipulate and skew the real stories and what's going on in the ground. So I definitely recommend that film. Well, that's the thing about film. Uh, it, that's what you pointed out earlier. Film is all about emotion. It's all about emotion. And uh, despite the idea that people think that by uh, filming something that you're constructing, a, you're seeing reality. And to a certain degree you are, but they forget that, as it was pointed out by um, media analysis people from a long time ago, uh, that uh, for, for a medium that uh, is supposed to be so naturalistic, it's so highly contrived that uh, it's so easy that people should believe that uh, films are purely transparent. Absolutely. It's like that great Jean-Luc Godard quote, films lies at 24 frames a second. And yeah, I think that that's, right. really, that's really telling. You it know. really is. A lot, of peop- a lot of people just, you know, unfortunately they do buy into what they say on the screen, but I think the good thing about this is that it encourages viewers to be more critical and, yes. and really think about what goes into the creation of those images because obviously they're stitched together by editors and then put out by... Uh, networks who have vested interests. And these are all things that when we consume news and, and media, you know, we should be thinking, where is it coming from? Who's telling me this? And why are they telling me that? And, and yeah, not just take things for granted like so many people do. So well, yeah, because, you know, it's, it's uh, often, often uh, it's said that when people are showing uh, violence and uh, fear uh, and the story of a refugee, say, in a mainstream media report, it's really about telling people who are sitting there watching it on the news that, oh, phew, lucky I'm not there. Yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely. But that's just one perspective, isn't it? And there are so many different perspectives that we don't have access to, unfortunately. You know, it's, it's sort of all a bit one way sometimes. And so it's something that we really need to be questioning and and this film does a great job of of bringing that to the forefront you've got another film in that stream which uh has got julian burnside uh going across the world to various places to investigate what's going on in different refugee uh situations yeah absolutely so this one's called border politics it's 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 an excellent film our first screening's already sold out unfortunately but we've got encores yeah it was the first one to sell out it's it was very um hot film that we're really glad that we got that we've got encore screenings at the cinema over in the lido so there are still it's available if people want to come along. Basically, Julian's dedicated his whole life to human rights law. It's something that he's very passionate about. And so this film sort of has risen from him uh, surveying that landscape. And if you look at you look to the, the US and there's what's going on with you know, Trump's border wall and you look to Europe and there's just a scourge of conservatism against refugees and, and even locally at Nauru and Manus, our, our policies are deeply problematic. So Julian sort of starts asking questions um, from a place of humanity. You know, he, he says refugees, they're people, they're, they're human people, and they're in a really difficult situation. And if any of us were in that same situation, we'd, we'd seek refuge in exactly the same way that, that they are. So why is it that we're so negative, there's so much negativity towards them, so much fear and criticism? And so the film... Um, sort of springs up from that and asks these questions from a global perspective. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah, pr- mm. primitive responses. Mm. Yeah, uh, going back to a very um, 
almost primeval uh, sort of uh, preservation of resources and uh, and um, and uh, land. Absolutely, it's exactly those kind of principles. Uh, quite fascinating stuff. Um, the uh, other element that uh, is running through the festival is, of course, environment. That's right. So we've got a. Couple- we kept the best for last. Yeah, the environment, it's, it's the most important thing because it's the thing that supports us all and without it, there would there'd be no human rights issues to tackle. So it is a big one. We've got two films in that strand. Um, one is called Piripkura, which is an amazing film about um, an indigenous tribe in Brazil and, and their sort of fight to survive amongst all the deforestation that's happening there. And the other film is called Silas, which is a really great activist film about uh, a Liberian activist who's looking at bringing down some of the uh, corruption that's happening in their environmental cabinets, specifically relating to climate change policy. Um, Isn't it fascinating that, uh, like we just said before, that, you know, films are contrivance and it's terribly emotional and all the rest of it. Hmm. But having a... um, And, of course, that strikes is ironic because, of course, your film festival is actually trying to proselytise... in a more human and probably more rational way. But uh, it's really fascinating to me that a festival like this, the uh, Human Rights Arts and Film Festival, brings together all these people that you would know nothing about. Absolutely. I mean, I would know nothing about Silas. It's uncovering stories from all corners of the world. And I think the the great thing about our festival specifically is that we're, uh, as part of our mission, we're clearly apolitical. So... We're trying to cut through the politics and the divisiveness and use film to bring people together from all walks of life, um, which means that you'll get films that, you know, have different perspectives. Uh, one instance of this is we're showing a film called Brexitania, which looks, yeah, at, which looks at the Brexit vote. Um, and this is a, it's a really unbiased piece of filmmaking because he, the director, Timothy George Kelly, who's um, actually originally from Melbourne, is a terrific filmmaker, he, it's a series of interviews with people on both sides of the fence and he just lets them speak openly and honestly about why they voted the way that they did. And I think that's really important and something that's inspiring to us internally, just to, to give voices to, to both sides of the fence and then to really encourage discussion more than anything so that uh, everyone's heard and everyone gets a say. I was really impressed because filmmaking, uh, making a film is not an easy thing. And so some of the topics that people have chosen to make films about I mean, I know, say, for example, one of the films is about a young woman who is going through that 48 hours before she is allowed to actually have an abortion. That, yes. that, so that's a time frame thing. Someone would have had to have decided that they were going to do it with her and she would have decided to do it with them and it was a project that they worked on together. Great. Uh, but some of these uh, have taken, like... The Amazon, the uh, tribal uh, um, Amazonian uh, indigenous peoples. Mm. Now they would have. This would have been a decade at least of you know like um, it's a huge, huge commitment around uh, telling a story so that the world can actually understand the complexities of it. Absolutely. Filmmakers and artists give so much, and, and that's why we try and support them as fervently as we do. We're showing another film called This Is Congo, for instance, yes. and I think that's a really good example where the filmmakers have dropped themselves into the conflict in, in Congo, which is one of the most dangerous horrendous. places. It's just horrendous. And it's got a horrible, horrible um, 
history. Absolutely. So they're, they're, you know, risking their lives to be able to capture images that can be put out to the rest of the world so that they can see what's going on because the Congo is not something. And the issue is there. I think six or seven million people have been killed yeah. to date already. So it's one yeah. of the biggest conflicts of our it's, times. It's the most disgraceful thing and it's all about resources. Absolutely. And, and no one's talking about it. It's and if disgraceful. you'd ask most people, they wouldn't even know that there, that there is a conflict. So uh, to get back to your point, I think filmmakers invest a lot. They invest resources. They invest their time, often spending years and years to just make these films. And 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 sometimes in extreme examples, they risk their lives. So um, we're filled with admiration for these people, and it's really important that their works are shown. And so a big part of our mission is putting that that work out there and making sure people get their eyes on it and it, it gets the recognition that it deserves. Yeah, and I was really impressed with the. Uh statement of your CEO, there's a fabulous little uh, YouTube trailer for this festival and uh, it was a ve- really pithy and perfect uh, uh, slogan which is that uh, art and film put the human into the human rights and uh, that's really what you're trying to do with this festival, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, these, these are issues that affect everyone, you know, um, male, female, young and old, just everyone everywhere. So we're trying to reach as wide an audience as possible with our films and get these important topics out to people. Um, Another great thing that we're trying to do, I think, is really connecting the films to community. Often you go to film festivals, you watch a film, you internalise, you go home and and that's the end of it. But often we pair our screenings with panel discussions, Q&A topics, so that we can connect audiences with the people, not not just the artists, but also organisations that are trying to make a difference. Oh, and also the audience members, I guess. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So this this connection, I think, is really important to us and something that we're really trying to drive as a, as a film festival, putting the humanity back in human rights. Yeah. Now, we're coming to the end of the program, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was you said that you were supporting Indigenous, young Indigenous uh, filmmakers, but you also have a series of two, two series of shorts for gen- general Australian shorts, which are fascinating. Absolutely. So we've got our two Australian Shorts packages, which are on Monday the 7th at ACME, and these will be screened again at the Sun Theatre in Yarraville on Sunday the 13th. So still plenty of opportunity to see those. Uh, They're just really powerful packages. I think what I like about our Shorts program is that you get bite-sized chunks of all the issues in one program. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're really great. It's a great way for people to actually get their films made. But also a lot of people make great films but uh, unless they're actually curated into some sort of program, people would be forgiven not for not having seen them. Absolutely. There's, there's just not much access to the short film content out there. So it's really great for us to be able to support, especially Australian, but, but also international shorts filmmakers, because they're also the ones, they're the, they're the future, really. A lot of people start their careers by making shorts and then transition into feature films. So if we can get them some exposure and give them a leg up early in their careers um, and support them to continue to make really important films and tell vital stories, then that's an absolute honour from our end. Well, it's interesting because I, um, and I, I keep telling myself, stop saying it's interesting because there are lots of things that are interesting, but that program of short films, uh, the other thing that's really fascinating about them is that they tell you quick grab stories about Australia that you don't know anything about, basically. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's, you probably get about eight or nine films in a package and it's... Th- as you say, it's in, in line with the rest of the festival. They're very human stories. Yeah. So you have the filmmakers bearing their souls and, and really offering perspectives into their lives. And I think that's 
really important for us. These are perspectives that, you, as you say, you don't necessarily see every day. You're getting you're getting a really privileged view into someone's life and their experiences, and oftentimes the struggles that they've had uh, in the you know in the human rights realm. So, yeah, we th- we think that Ashworth's programs are vital. Um, yeah, and yeah, very re- impressive. Important part I, I, of our program. It's a great idea. And and uh, Nathan, I know that. I, I congratulated you on the program because I think it's a fabulous program. Uh, and you said, oh, well, actually, uh, you you were the man who came in late. Uh, so congratulations to the team. Yeah, absolutely. Programming festivals is it's always a team effort. It's never just one person. So we've, we've got a team of 14 programmers who was led by our, our former program director, Lauren Valmadre. But <laughs> there's a number of people who have done a lot of really good work putting this program together and they should be immensely proud of themselves. Yeah, so give the details. The you know the ordinary practical Acme is the place. Yep. So our, our festival runs. Or we open tonight. There are still tickets available. So as I say, please come along. Um, we run until the seventeenth of May at Acme, but we've also got screenings at Cinema Nova and the Lido. Um, Lido's got, in Hawthorne. He's in Hawthorne, and then we've got a couple of film screening in partnership with the Breath of, Breath of Fresh Air Film Festival in Launceston, and then we head up to Canberra at the Palace Electric at the end of May for some more screenings there. So, if you're interested in coming along, best best bet is to go to our website. www.haraff.org.au. So haraff.org.au and you can also go to Acme's website. Acme's, yeah, and that, that will redirect you. So, And, and there's also uh, programs are on the street as we speak, so you should be able to find our program booklets in all good cafes and bookstores and cinemas if you want to check out what we've got on offer. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Annie. Really appreciate it. Not a problem. We'll go out with uh, more of this Andalusa fantastic stuff that... Uh, It goes for ages and it's just wonderful. So it's not boring. Next week, uh, you'll probably hear it again. Uh, Coming up next is uh, Published or Not. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.